Hello, Mad Mind Collective, and welcome to another episode of Hypno Sales Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about breaking the pattern. Now, if you've been in sales for a while already, or if maybe you're new to sales, you might have heard of this. And if you've ever had any kind of sales training, typically there is this idea of breaking the pattern. There's uh, common sales uh, methodologies and sales techniques usually incorporate some version of breaking the pattern. But what I want to do is I want to take it a step further and talk to you from uh, the perspective of a hypnotist and how I myself as a hypnotist, I've used breaking the pattern the way that I was trained to do it um, to invoke a hypnotic state in someone. And again, if you remember from previous videos, hypnotic state is nothing more than a hyper-focused state. It's getting someone's attention back on you and then being able to give them suggestions that they'll easily accept into their subconscious and consider. You can't, you know, you really can't make someone do something they don't want to already do using hypnosis. That doesn't really work. If you don't want to do it, you won't accept anything into your subconscious. But if you're like, like I've said before, like if you're trying to change something, if you're wanting, if, you, if your desire deep down is to change and transform and overcome some obstacle, like if you're using self-hypnosis on yourself, you're trying to overcome a fear or an obstacle or something you're struggling with that you want to transform your behavior and you know perform better on the job in your customer facing role with the customers you know you use self-hypnosis to do that with customers you're going to you can use the same uh, the same thing by breaking the pattern in order to get them to trance back into you and focus into you and listen to you so how many times you've been on a zoom call recently where because this happens to me, so I don't know. I'm just going to ask you. When you've been on a Zoom call and like you have all the windows and everyone's got their camera on, right? And, you're, and they're looking at you like this. And then after a while, as you're talking to them, they start going like this. And they're looking around and you're like, you know what's happening. You know what's happening. They've got another window in front and they're reading something else and they're not even paying attention to you. They've been tranced hypnotically by another email. That's what's happened. They've gone from the trance that you had them when you had their attention focused on you and now focused on somebody else. That's what I mean by hypnosis. That's really what's happening. Something else is being suggestible to them and they're open and they're considering putting their attention and focusing on something else but not you anymore. Because either you were too boring or any number of other reasons, you know, it, it, it was something that scared them away, believe it or not. Maybe you said something they didn't agree with and suddenly went, well, I don't agree with that. And then they just, they, you know, because you're invoking, believe it or not, when you're doing that, you're invoking that fight or flight response, which is one of the steps to hypnotizing them. So I've told you before, if you're in a customer facing role, you're a hypnotist, you just don't know it. But if you've ever invoked it and then they suddenly backed off and resisted, they're going to go put their attention elsewhere and be hypnotized by something else environmentally environmentally hypnotized by an email or some other distraction, some other thing, but not you. So you can use breaking the pattern to bring them back, the attention back to you, and hypnotize them back into the trancing back towards you to where they're going to absorb and listen to the things you're saying on those Zoom calls. So the first way is with speech. And the first sub-bullet here, I have rhythm. So the first way you can do it with speech is by um, changing the rhythm that you have. If you've noticed on my video right now and the other previous videos, I have a certain rhythm that I have when I talk. You do too. When you're on a Zoom call or on a phone call, you have a certain rhythm. It's not the same as mine. It's yours. Everyone identifies you by your rhythm. Subconsciously, we get used to hearing someone's rhythm. When we first start talking to someone, we're always evaluating to try to figure out, subconsciously we are, 
we're, we're trying to figure out their rhythm without really knowing it. So we can become familiar and know, okay, I know who's talking. If you've ever been on a call, like a conference call with like 10, 15, 50 people, you know, you usually can tell who's talking by, by the rhythm of their voice. Maybe not even their, the tone of their voice, but the rhythm of the voice you'll pick up on right away. And it's funny because I've been on these calls and I've had people like, uh, people on my team that are like from Britain, Great Britain, and they get on and, and their accent gives them away in that case, right? They'll say, uh, they'll announce themselves as if we don't know who they are, but we can tell by their accent. But if you have a lot of people from Great Britain and you're from America, like I am, and you listen, sometimes you can't tell by the accent alone, but you can always tell by the rhythm, by their rhythm and how they go through. So I have a certain rhythm, you have a certain rhythm, we get locked in and we get comfortable. And so what happens is, is if you can change that rhythm, suddenly, boom, it gets their attention. They're like, what? And they, and they have to listen. So what I mean by that, I'll give an example. If I'm talking in this rhythm like I am right now, and I'm going along, and let's say I'm gonna start talking about this first bullet, and suddenly I stop my rhythm or change my rhythm to where I can talk about speech is the first topic I would like to talk to you about right now. So notice I'm just simply spacing my words. I'm talking with a deliberate emphasis on every word. But even if I don't emphasize it, I have a different rhythm right now. So that's what I mean. So if, if you've noticed when I did that, even if you were checking emails, right now you came back to watch me because you heard the different rhythm and it was like, wow, I gotta figure out what, what is he doing? I gotta pay attention to this. So that's what I mean by rhythm. So you can just do this naturally just as you're talking with them and then suddenly change the rhythm. Or you could have something where you speed up and then you slow down very slow or speed up again and start talking very fast and then slow down once again. Just saying the normal things that you normally would say, but it's not the normal rhythm that they're used to, and suddenly they start to pay attention, just like you are right now. So that's what I mean by rhythm. Changing the rhythm, break the pattern, and it gets their attention. The second thing you do is you can use your pitch. So pitch is, is exactly like what it sounds like, literally sounds like. So my pitch is a certain pitch, I have a certain range, and I can lower my pitch, and suddenly I talk like this very low and I can slow down and it combine rhythm and pitch. Or I could speed up and talk really fast and talk like as if I was on fast mode. And I can be like really high and I can say, I'm gonna talk about speech right now. And you would be surprised when you do this with your customers now, you will be like, oh man, I'm just gonna talk really high really quick. And suddenly they'll be like, what was that? And you'll trance them and they'll just get back and focusing on you again. Because they're like, did I miss something? Did he do that on purpose? And you want them, you want to create that mystery by breaking the pattern by talking really high and may, or just saying like right now, I'm just going to talk about this speech. Now you might be like, I'm thinking to yourself, I'm not going to do that. That's embarrassing. It's not if they're paying attention to someone else or something else, it's your job to invoke that trance and get them back talking to you. So you have to do this. You have to break the pattern and you gotta, you have to use a higher voice or a lower voice just occasionally, just occasionally, just to break the pattern and the rhythm. Now content, what do I mean by content? That just means I'm gonna change the content of what I'm talking about to something completely different. Completely different, not even related to what I'm talking about. And you'd be amazed 
You'd be amazed at how well someone will come back when you do this. And some of you I've worked with, that you're probably watching right now, I've worked with you in the past, you probably caught me doing this because I've had a few sometimes tell me like, hey Maverick, in that meeting, did you, did you do that on purpose when you were talking about like something else completely? Like I remember, like they may not even remember what I said, but they remember I talked about something different that wasn't even related. And, I, and you know what my answer is, right? Absolutely, I was totally doing that on purpose, intentionally, in order to bring the attention back to me because I felt the room was getting distracted. So what I, an example of that would be just changing the content. So like if I'm talking about like, you know, hey everybody, I'm gonna talk about breaking the pattern here, and first thing I'm gonna talk about is how, how you can do this with your speech. But if you're ever on the beach, which rhymes with speech, you might notice the beach towels. And sometimes the beach towels are laying there and you're like, it's so inviting, I just wanna lay down on the, I just wanna lay down and relax on the beach, listen to the waves and the ocean. But, um, but when I'm not doing that, I'm talking about rhythm, which is the next topic I'm gonna to talk about. So you see right there, I just changed the subject and I used what seemed to be sort of an analogy, but it wasn't related. It was different content altogether. So if someone's listening to me, or if you were listening to me, you're probably like, what? And then you, I got you to imagine or visualize the beach or whatever, and then I just said, but that's not what I'm talking about, I'm talking about this. So you can be creative with that part and kind of come up with something that's off the cuff. The trick is not doing too much of that, just a little bit just to get their attention back. And once, they're, once they kind of like, like, maybe they're on their phone, like if you had a meeting, like maybe in real life, in a real meeting where you're in the room or even on a Zoom call where suddenly they're, they're checking their phone and all of a sudden you talk about the beach and the beach towels and then they'll be like, and they'll look up and you know you've got them. And you, then you bring them back in and then you make your point. And you might have to do this a couple times during any presentation to, to make the point. So that's another way you can use hypnosis or hypnotic uh, speech language by breaking the pattern here um, with, with uh, rhythm, pitch, and content. Now, emails. Emails are a completely different thing, but yet in some ways they're exactly the same. So in emails, you have the luxury of changing your format because everyone sort of knows and is comfortable with, just like they're comfortable with your rhythm and they kind of identify you by your rhythm, believe it or not, people are identifying you by your email format too. So when they see the email come, they'll see the name, your name, but then they'll see the format and they'll be like, oh, I kind of know what's going on here. And all of us have a certain way that we write these emails at whatever stage in the sales cycle or whatever stage we are at post-sale with our clients, um, back and forth with our customers, we use a certain format. So what you can do is you can change that format when you need to make a point, or you can change the format when you want to get their attention and kind of, you know, maybe they're ignoring their emails, they're not responding. Have you ever had that where someone goes dark and you just keep sending an email and they don't respond? And you send another email, they don't respond, what's going on? So then you change the format, break the pattern, send them a completely different formatted email and watch them respond. Watch them respond because they're not used to that. They'll see it and they're like, oh wait, what's going on? So I use this technique all the time, and some of you probably even noticed when I've sent you emails, if I'm corresponding with you, I will do this sometimes when I wanna get your attention and trance you back in. The other thing is subject and signature. So everyone expects subject and signature to kind of be the same. So sometimes you can actually just change the subject completely to a completely different topic, just like I did with content, something that's not even related, or maybe it's slightly related, but not with what you're gonna talk about in email. And that will get their attention. They'll see the subject and they're like, what? You know, so you don't have to put like, read this, please, or please respond. You don't have to put that. You can just say something like, hey, I was noticing the other day, dot, 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 something like that. Or, hey, did you, have you ever noticed beach towels on the beach on the sand? Like, just like I was saying, like something crazy like that, if you, if you want. And the same thing with the signature, too. If they see your normal signature, they're going to think it's just a normal email, like you're sending 
like you always do. But when your signature is different, when you remove all that stuff or change it around and make it something different. Like I had one sales rep I worked with one time. He said, I just started putting everything lowercase and suddenly it got attention back because they were expecting it all to be perfect grammar. That's a combination of format and, and the signature. The format's different in their signature. That's what really what it is. Now, grammar is the other thing too. You can use different kind of grammar techniques there by changing the grammar and using past tense and present tense. An example would be um, talking about something in past tense and then changing the present tense and then putting it back to past tense or vice versa. And what this does is it invokes this part of the logical part of the brain when it reads that and goes, I think this email, I think this, I think they meant this, like, like you kind of distract them almost like they go, oh, wait, I think this is supposed to be present tense, not past tense. Like they, like, believe it or not, our brains are looking for mistakes in grammar all the time because we work so hard to not have grammar mistakes in our own emails. When we see it in others, we start to notice. Again, it gets their attention. That's what you want. So sometimes I'll intentionally change the grammar around just to get, just if so they'll, it'll distract them enough to get them away, distract them from whatever they're distracted first with. And then I bring them back primary to my email and going, this is, I don't think this is right. Now, some of you may be thinking, I'm not going to do that, but I'm telling you, if you want to, if they're not responding to you, what do you got to lose? You should totally change the grammar and just see if you can get them back responding with you. It might work for you. Like it could work for you. I've seen it happen and it, I know it works for me. I'm convinced. That's why I'm sharing it with you because I use it all the time. But if you've never done it before, it's okay. Maybe you can do it at some point later. Now the last one is text. So this is like if you're on Slack with them, a Slack channel or some kind of a text, maybe on your phone. Again, you can change the format and you can change the grammar there too, similar to what you do in emails. So in these cases, it would be, um, you know, maybe you normally text out a long sequence of things, um, but maybe instead just send them a couple words at a time and just have it where it stacks up. So I was wondering if I could ask you a question about what, and just kind of piece it out like that, right? Um, so it kind of comes out long ways and they have to scroll. Another trick I've done too is I'll sometimes if it preserve depending on the different text channel you're using, it preserves spaces. If it doesn't, you can put dots. So I might put a dot, 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 a word and a phrase and then dot, dot, and then have it start here and then dot, 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 and then another phrase to where it's where I have all these dots pushing out my text. And I sometimes I've even done it where it looks, it kind of goes like this as you scroll up your phone. Because I imagine on text or on their phone or in Slack or something, as it scrolls, the, my words create this shape like a snake, and then and then suddenly they'll be looking at that, going do 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 do, and it's all like you know going down, cascading in a in a zigzag, and they're like, what is going on? I guarantee they're paying attention to me, which is exactly what I want. So you can totally break the pattern with a format and with the grammar in your text as well. So anyway, that's what I wanted to cover in the Breaking the Pattern episode today on the HypnoSales Show. My name is Maverick and I appreciate you. And I, as you know, I consider you the MavMind Collective. And if you're not part of it, you're welcome to subscribe on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and just let me know what else, what other kind of content you'd like me to share with you. What other things can I share with you about HypnoSales? And remember, if you don't subscribe now, you can always search for HypnoSales or MavMind on Google and you'll find any of my content that you're looking for. Until then, I hope this helps. Good luck in your customer facing endeavors and I'll see you in the next video.